He's Jimmer. He's Christian. This is two PTs and, and a bag of chips. Bag and a half of chips. Shh. Shh. Nobody heard that. Nothing happening here. Today we're going to be going over fall prevention and balance at the request of one of our all-time favorites, Marianne. Thank you, Mrs. Shepard. And then we're going to review Sunship Harvest Cheddar. Potentially. Shh. <laughs> All right, this is going to be good. So uh, fall prevention and balance kind of comes down to, uh, to, to balance as a starter. Yes. Balance has kind of three main components. There's the visual component. There's the uh, proprioceptive component, which is your body's awareness of itself. And then there's your vestibular system. So those three components make that up. We also tend to talk a little bit about muscle strength as being an important component in balance. If you don't have the strength to hold yourself up, you're going to fall over, which we yeah, would call it, a fall. But it's maybe not as much pure muscle strength as it is dynamic stability, right? The ability of your muscles to work together in order to keep you upright. And Absolutely. That's, I think that's something that we run into maybe with, uh, with some post-op patients, lower extremity post-op patients, where there are some muscle imbalances that can affect your balance? Big time. I mean, post-op, there's a huge proprioceptive loss. You you no longer have the same tissues in the same places you did before, and you have to reprogram that entire situation all over again. Yep, especially if we're talking about joint replacements or uh, ligamentous surgeries like Achilles and ACLs. They're, uh, they're struggling with that. I would say that most all of our patients, uh, at some point in time, we, we, we'll work on balance, be it either, you know, Core stability, sitting balance, absolutely, um, standing balance. I mean, there's a huge need for balance to be addressed because really no one else talks about it. No, I mean, your your PCP, your surgeon, your you know your your physician well, will tell you, you know, work on your balance. That's but, right. That's that's a classic, right? So especially when you get past 60, 65, that's the first thing your primary care doc will tell you. Well, make sure that you work on balance. Okay, how and what kind of balance? Stand am, just on one leg. What am I supposed to do? Am That's I supposed a, to walk on a tightrope? Like, what are, what are we talking about? Yeah. Here? So standing on one leg, that works your balance. Yeah, that's a good place to start. Not very functional, though. Not no, spending I mean, a lot of time at the counter standing on one balance, on and, one leg. And generally, if you've reached a point where there's a concern about balance, it's probably because you're worried you're going to fall and you're not going to put yourself in a situation where you don't feel steady. Right. And so it's always nice to have, you know, a therapist there or a loved one with you to make sure that, you know, you're not going to fall or to at least give you the confidence to get over those humps. Yeah. As we reach further kind of into the winter season and we've had kind of our first few snows here in, in Denver already, you know, slick surfaces become an issue. Black ice becomes an issue. Uh, unlevel surfaces become easy areas to trip and fall. Yeah. And those are a little bit more difficult to to train kind of at home on your own. One, because you don't want to put yourself in a situation to fall. And two, because, I mean, what are you going to do? build a snow fort in the middle of your yard and try and walk around it a bunch? I mean, that that's could, not very logical. That could be fun, though. Could, yes. But, yeah, no, you see, you're not necessarily looking at, at recreating the situations where you might trip or fall, right? You're trying to prep your body in how to best and most appropriately and quickly respond to a change in mechanics or a change in surface. So th those are ways that you can treat balance and, and work on balance and work on fall prevention is, is you know, kind of trigger some situations where your body has to respond as quick as possible and appropriately. And then, you know, you can play with 
uneven surfaces or you can play with taking away visual input. Um, but you don't necessarily have to recreate those the situations where you may lose your balance, right? What you want to do is put your body in an optimum position to respond to this loss of balance. Yeah, so it's making those movements instinctual. Yeah. It's the same thing you do if you learn how to throw a baseball. You don't start off very good. you got to practice it a bunch of times to eventually you don't have to think about it. Yeah. You just Mo go and do it. Movement patterning and then work on, work on reestablishing some sense of proprioception so your body knows where it is in space and can act accordingly without making that a conscious effort. And at times we run into situations where you've you know, you've, you've got numbness in your feet, you know, you've got some neuropathy, maybe something else has gone on that affects your ability to perceive the situation, at which point then we start to work uh, with assistive devices, whether that's a cane or a, or a walker or, you know, eventually much further down the line, a, a wheelchair or something. Those are ways to prevent falls and reduce your fall risk. Yeah, and then you run into the issue with patients who do not want to use a cane or a crutch or a walker, and they'll wait until they need one. So or they've ideal. fallen, yes. and then it's too late because they've hit their head or they've broken a hip or they've strained a wrist or yep. any of those other. Or sometimes they get lucky and it's just some scrapes. But, but yeah, you don't want to wait until you've fallen already. If you're, if you're starting to struggle with balance and there's some clear issues that are not easily resolved, use a crutch or a cane. That's what they're for. And they're, they're very handy nowadays. The new Hurricanes are pretty cool. They're very nice. They stand on their own. You can just stand on their own. And they come in all sorts of colors. Yep, you can have uh, one that, that uh, comes to you when you whistle it. Yeah, and I think the stigma of individuals with canes is now looked upon somebody who's making a smart choice as opposed to somebody who's lost their ability to take care of themselves. Exactly. I just don't think that that presentation really exists, especially in you know my generation. No, absolutely not. And so. worst case scenario, you can just get yourself a bowler hat and an umbrella and pretend you're British. And it looks pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, an umbrella is a great cane. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest fall risks we actually see is in the home is little area rugs. Somebody gets their toe stuck <laughs> yeah. on their little area rug and they trip or they fall into the wall or, or all that kind of stuff. The other one that, that we run into are, are pets. You they know, have a tendency it, to kind of just hang out at your feet? Well, and if you're waking up in the middle of the night, and this is one of those things that happens as you get less young, uh, you wake up in the middle of the night, you have to make a bathroom run, you don't want to turn on the light to wake somebody up, that's a classic recipe for disaster, right? So either have a small bed light that, that you can that you can use, or after you sit or stand up, wait just a second to kind of catch your bearings. But try to get rid of all this clutter, including small pets, um, around your bed or on the way to the bathroom, so that you Absolutely. have a clear passage. Yep. I mean that that brings that visual system in. I mean, light helps us see better as we age. Unfortunately, our visual system becomes less keen, and so those situations certainly arise. Yep. So be proactive. Don't wait until you trip over something and, you know, be lucky. But make sure that as you um, as you start to struggle with that, that you clean out a clear passageway to your bathroom and yeah. prevent things from happening instead of waiting for them to happen and then react to it. Absolutely. Um, Exercise-wise, it's kind of hard to give you a, a really simple, easy exercise to do just because it's so situation-dependent and it really is based upon uh, what's going to challenge you enough to be effective but not challenge you so much that it's dangerous? And so yep. we need to kind of meet you where you are, and that is hard to do on a podcast. Absolutely. But if you are interested in, in getting more information, I'm pretty sure Christian will put something really witty and, and good and applicable on our um, Instasnap, Face, 
Instagrams, whatever on the social media platforms we use, yep. or um, as as always, you can always stop by, and we'd be more than happy to sit down and chat with you for 15, 20 minutes about what might be unique in your situation and, and what are some ways to uh, to address to address those situations. Yep, absolutely. Trivia time. Woo! Last week's that was a good one. What is the only sea without any coasts? Which is kind of tricky. It's really tricky. Yeah. This is not an easy A. No. On our scale of 0 to 10, with 0 being easy and 10 being hard, this is probably a solid 8. I would think so. Yeah. So the answer is the Sargasso Sea. Sargasso Sea. However you pronounce that. It's probably Portuguese. Uh, I'm thinking Sargasso, but... Yeah, Sargasso Sea. Yep. It's part of the North Atlantic, so its borders are defined by currents. Instead of land. Instead of, instead of yeah. Instead of beaches and... Rock faces. And this is a good one for, like, family gatherings over Thanksgiving and Christmas. You can sound really smart. Ah, too bad Thanksgiving just happened. Yeah, but if it was Thanksgiving, then, you know, that we'll would probably work. Save this one for next year. Keep yes. it in the chamber. Yes, you would. In the chamber. How about next week's question? So next week we're going to be doing, this is, this is a fun one. What holiday is currently under a United Nations investigation? That's a good one. And has been for a couple of years. Yes. And there is a little history there. Yes. There's a lot of history there. Yeah. Anyway, enough of that. It is now chip time. Chip time. Sun chips harvest cheddar. I can't believe I'm going to try this. Eh. First off, let me, let me say this, right? A chip is short for potato chip. These um. are corn chips. There's not even potatoes in here. So how can it ever be... How could it be anything other than cardboard? Uh, I think we do this a disservice by reviewing it. Good thing we found a replacement. We have a replacement handy. We have our Dutch Crunch hot buffalo wing with creamy blue cheese. And guess what the main ingredient in that chip is? Potato. There you go. Oh, baby, this is exciting. Hmm. Wow. That is hot. That's a chip. That comes off. Hot buffalo wing right off the top. Yeah. Mm. Not a lot of blue cheese, but... There's a blue cheese tail. It's a good, um, good crunchy chip. Yep, good thick. crunchy chip. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Why would anybody want to eat sun chips? I don't know. It seems like a mean thing to do, like a practical joke. Yeah. Here we got you some chips. Um, not. They're sun chips. It's like we got you a hamburger. It's a tofu... Right. Flavored patty. Yes. It's a mahi mahi patty. Just have the, you know, the real thing. Well. Nope. All right. So, sun chips. If I could go more than three thumbs down, I would. Yeah. But we can't. So, sorry. Three thumbs down. Three thumbs down for sun chips. I'm going to give it two. I mean, there's a special place in the world for a three thumbs downer, and I don't think this is quite it. I yet. think we just found it. No, I don't think so. <laughs> As for the Dutch Crunch Hot Buffalo Wing. I dig it. That's two thumbs up. You're going two thumbs? I think I'm only going one thumb on this one. Really? Yeah. I don't think I could eat a lot of them, which is a big defining factor for chips for me. (laughs) Like, like it's got to be at least three handfuls for you to get it to a two or a three? Yeah. Huh, that's that's fascinating. I mean, it's hot. It's a hot chip. Yeah, but it's good hot. It's not like, and we've had some hot chips that really weren't hot. This one is pretty hot. This is but buff- in a good buffalo way. wing. It tastes like buffalo wing. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's a good chip. Yeah, okay. Oh, I'm no. going two. You go one. I'm going one. I'm going one. 
you're um, you're entitled to. Okay. You're wrong, but you're entitled to. Um, I'm going to finish this up. He said, he said, I guess. No, I said, I said. Well, whatever. Well, thank you for listening today. Next week is going to be our very special 20th episode. We've made 20 episodes already. Why can't we say 20th anniversary? I know you told me that. It, it doesn't have to be an annual thing, an anniversary, does it? Well, that's the whole annual part, it isn't could it? Be, but it's not annual. It's anniversary. So it's a 20th episode-versary. We could just call it that. Epiversary. The 20th episode-versary. We'll have our 20th epiversary. I can't believe we've done 20 already. I know. It's pretty impressive. Anyway, looking for more information about the show or us, check out the website reboundclinic.com if you like the show today give us a five-star review we always appreciate those uh always text us in with answers to trivia yes you think that's a great idea i'm christian thanks for listening